now. Hey now. I'm Richard Cacioli. I'm Felina Hopkins. And we were just laughing about what topic we were going to talk about because we don't know. And I, I was thinking, hmm. And uh, <laughs> Richard was going to maybe offer one up. But then I said, I got this. And it all started off with a smile. Exactly. I like it. Say what? All right. Uh, so I, it's my turn for a topic. Ladies and gentlemen, you can uh, watch his reaction. Richard? Yes. When was the first time you got your heart truly crushed? And how did you deal with it? Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I know I'm going. I'm with a girly question. However, okay, so I'm also a romance author, and I do care about the love stuff. So I have truly to truly crushed. Now I I'm, mean, fucking obliterated. Okay, well, we just went to explicit with the swearing, so we do swear on this podcast. All right, well, obliterated. Obliterated. Okay, I want to tell you a story then. Okay. You don't have to say the name. No, I change won't. the name if you want. Yeah, Probably best to. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not going to do names. Well, give her, give her a name. I don't. Obliterated don't. number one. Yeah, we don't even need to get, get okay. go there. Give it a name, but uh, how do I how do I do this without you know? Because yeah, I, I don't obviously want her to see this podcast and to know that she. Well, you know what? Honestly, if I it's it's part of a history thing. You have to sit there. You have to go. You know what? Oh, oh! I was at a restaurant, and the guy I was my very very first French kiss. He came and sat down at my table, and I told him. As an adult, I said, by the way, you were my very first French kiss. And he's like, what? I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, I would that's want a, you to know. That's a little different than getting your heart ripped out. And, <laughs> you know, is it kicked down the street is it, in the mud, the dirt, you know, then walked all of them, ran over by a couple of cars and all that shit. All right. Well, I'll, look, I'll just I'll just put it out there. OK, so about. I want to say, yeah, several times, you know, and, you know, and then, yeah, anyway. All right. So this was probably, I would have to say about, you know, when I just looked down and on the floor is a wood heart. Do you see the wood, the heart? Oh yeah. Right on. Nice. Yeah. And not on purpose. It's one of the part of the wood. All right. So I would say about 10 years ago, um, I was, Interesting. Yeah, I met, I met this woman, and interesting enough, she kind of courted me. You know, kind of followed me around, came after me. I had no idea that she liked me, and then I, she told me, and I found out, and I was very attracted to her as well. But I, I was in a place in my life where I was actually kind of doing a, uh, you know, a hiatus from from relationships. I was really working on myself, taking care of myself, and that was over a year of doing that. And then this kind of popped into my lap and I just thought, okay, well maybe this is something I should explore, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I really was attracted to this woman uh, and we got in a serious relationship and then come to find out she was living with someone <laughs> which yeah, she didn't tell me that oh she uh, just left that out yeah oh. so one day so she, they always say it's guys cheat it's like you know i know so many guys who've been having this with girls they yeah just i mean with women whatever go ahead 
Yeah. So that was, you know, that was that. And she was living with someone living, literally living with someone. Yeah. And that, although it did hurt and it devastated me when I found out, yeah, but I didn't walk away either. You, you know? So like for me, you kept dating her. Oh yeah. Which <laughs> I love the reason. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Which I mean, goes back to like, your self-worth, you know, like where was my self-worth at that time where I would have allowed that to happen and then continued in a relationship and not say, Hey, you know what? Call me when you're not in a relationship. Furthermore, call me when you've been out of a relationship for a year and you've done the work to heal yourself, you know, because people rebound and I don't want that either. So I stayed in it. And she came after you. Yeah. And she had somebody that she was going. Yeah. Oh, this was, this was not good. This was not good. Not good for me. And I stuck with it. And then down the road a little bit, you know, she eventually moved out of that guy's house. I helped with finding a new house, renovating a new house for her. And you helped renovate a house for her. No, I renovated. You renovated the house. The entire house. Yeah. For, yeah. Okay. And We're about to have a, a guest star, I think. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Oh, hey, now. Um, so that, you know, everything was pretty much, you know, devastating. So to add insult to injury down the road, I, once she moved out and I got, I renovated her house, got her settled into where she needed to be and everything was great. I bought us a house and. Wait a minute. So she left that guy. You're with her now. Yeah. Now oh, we're okay. together. You're together. Okay. okay. Now we're together. She's okay. not with him. And I just thought, okay. And she told me it was just the wrong guy, the wrong choice, whatever. Sure. I, I Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And if I told you some of the. It is the blah, blah, blahs though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I have a saying, you know, or there's a saying out there. I don't really want to coin it, but you know, when you take the me out of blame, what do you get? Blah, blah, blah. <gasps> right. So. It's like, I have never heard that. Yeah. So you, you know, are you blaming, who are you blaming? You know, and I'm the common denominator. I allowed all this to happen. So I really, you know, what, what am I going to do or say about it? I mean, of course I could have walked away, but I, I think again, my, my self worth, where my self worth was, I stayed in it and, and I went after this. So long story short, about a year down the road, once she was out of that relationship, about a year, year and a half. I bought us a house. I renovated that house by myself for us. Um, and you're going to love this. When you say by yourself, you mean no builders helping you? No, I, I had you're my there. crew, okay. you know, my my subcontractors help, but I was doing the majority of I understand. No, I'm, I understand. I'm you were working I'm, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a more of a- You didn't yeah. hire somebody else to do it. No, no, no. No, I'm a general contractor and I've been a contractor all my life. So, you know, anyway. So, so then- you're going to love this. So then I, I buy us this house, right? And yeah. she says to me, okay, well, it, and, and then I surprise her. I go to work and I, I put in an envelope, the uh, MLS sheet from the house. And she opens it up with a card. And I was like, you know, surprised. She goes, oh my God, what is this? I said, well, I bought us a house, you know, and what I want you to marry me, you know? So, 
Yeah. And, she, and also you didn't take her to the house first to make sure she liked the house. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Why? Well, but I knew what she liked. Oh, you knew what you she know. liked. Of course. And it was, you know, at a time That's we live amazing. in, we live in California. It's, it was a time where it was very difficult to find houses. And when you did, there was like a hundred bids on it. And, and so she loved it. Everything was great. She didn't say anything at the time, but then I said, okay, well, you know, we're going to get married. Let's, you know, we're going to move into the house. And the first thing she said was, well, you know, are, are you going to put me on the deed? And I said, well, okay, let's talk about that. I said, here, here's the thing. I mean, I just renovated your house for you and your mother. It was a duplex. And if you want to do that, I'm more than happy doing that. I said, but what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I said, you put me on the deed of your house and I'll put you on the deed of the house that I just bought for us. Keep in mind the house that I bought was double what the house she had ah. in value, Okay, you, you know, which that's here or there. I'm not, that's not why I'm saying that. Yeah. It's the principle of it. Yeah. So when I said that to her, she said, <clears throat> also you bought the house, you own the house. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. would she need to be on the, she has a house like you could do. Why do you need right. to do that exactly. first before you get married or, or say, when we get married, are we both going to be on the deeds of both of our houses? That, that would have been, that's the, called marriage. The like sane partnership I mean, to thing marriage. to do. Yeah. The, I mean, you get to do marriage let, how you want. Let's call it the unnarcissistic thing to do. <laughs> but then she hits me with, and wait, you're going to love this. <laughs> so then she hits me with, well, my house has got nothing to do with you. I go, nothing to do with me. I said, you're going to be my wife. I said, we're getting married. I said, you asked to be on my deed. I didn't even ask to be on your deed. I was going to marry you and move you into my house and we'd be husband and wife and move and down the road, buy another house, a bigger house, have children, whatever. And I then said, you probably would have had her on the deed because well, you, well, I, of you course it would have. you're married. I mean, of course you do. Of course but I she would. wants it beforehand. Is a but my weird. point is I never once even said to her was even thinking that I was saying, you keep that for you and your mother. Nah. And then I even said to her, well, you know, if we're going to do this and move into my house, I said, your mother lives in one half. Whatever you can get for the other half you're renting out, I said, that money should probably come towards us and our family to start our family. And she goes, oh, no, that, that money's mine. I, so now I'm starting to kind of think, wait, something's not right here. Like this, this, this is not right. And eventually I said, okay, well, I think we should probably go to therapy, speak to a, a professional about this maybe and see what the hangup is or what, what you feel is the block. And we went to therapy and she sat there with her arms crossed pillow and wouldn't even talk, acquiesce, wouldn't budge. If I'm not on the deed, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to marry you all that. I said, wow, this is really crazy. That is a little weird. To so do. we went to therapy for quite a few months. I paid for it therapy as well. She didn't even kick in. And then we go out to the car one night and I, because of working and the stress of dealing with all of this, not knowing what was going to happen, really, I'm finishing up the renovations. And I unfortunately got a hernia through, you know, the stress and working. So wow. I, I've got a hernia. I'm in therapy. I can hardly even talk. I'm in so much freaking pain. I go out to the car and we're talking and she just wouldn't budge. And this was after months and months and months of therapy, you, you know, more than six months of therapy. So I, she just wasn't budging. There's no therapy there. 
No. There's just her sitting there like this for months and months and months. That you're paying yeah. So then finally she says to me, no, we go, I don't mean to mash that in a little bit. Sorry. No, but I was just clarifying and then it sounded yeah, terrible no, as I said it. Uh, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing to even really. But this is why we're obliterated. That. You have to know that you put, you put it out. This was obliterated. So yeah. then I went out to the car with her. I, I And I don't she, think there's anything that needs to be embarrassing about you trying to do therapy and talk it out with a person you plan on spending the rest of your life with. Because yeah. a lot of people don't go and try and work it out. They just instead start hating each other, don't talk to each other, cheat on each other, and then yeah, sometimes that. even kill each other. And let's not even talk about that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like there's nothing wrong with going, you know what? Let's talk. Let's talk about so this. We then go and out to the getting car. An abbreviated version here. Yeah, we go out to the car. It's pitch dark in the parking lot. She gets in her car. She's already in the car. Car started like ready to go. I, I go over to the door and I, you know, I'm in so much pain because of the hernia. I kneel down and I'm like, is there any way we could work this out? Like I, I'm in love. I was so in love with her and it, I could tell that it wasn't, you know, and she basically said, no, you know, like, so I just very gently said, okay, well, if this is the way it's going to be and you don't want to move forward, I said, well, then, you know, I, I would like the ring back. And she goes, I knew it. That's all you wanted was the ring back. I'm like, wow. Really? That's what you're taking from this? So I said, well, obviously there's no getting through. So then I turned to her and said, okay. So she handed me the ring. I said, okay, can you pop the trunk so I can get my bowling ball out of the back as, as well? And I grabbed my bowling ball. and <laughs> With a hernia. With a hernia. You're like, I got the lightest object and the heaviest object I could possibly have right now. Is yeah. And I, you know. <laughs> as far as. Normal huddled over to my car and I was a mess. I was devastated. I was a mess. So then, you know, because I was so devastated, I called my realtor and told her to sell the house. I only owned the house for three, four months. I, I renovated the whole house, put a guest house in the back. For the mom? No, no. She wanted her mother to move in with us. Okay. She She had two dogs that I was highly allergic to. And I said, well, I'll build a guest house for the dogs. And I did. I mean, I built a full-on guest, guest house, house for, the, for dogs. the dogs. Laundry room, bathroom, kitchen, the whole. And I Wait said, "Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Do dogs do laundry? Or is it no, but, over this now? No, but here's <laughs> the, the dog. Thing. You go in, the dogs are on yeah. their hind legs, and they're like, "Hey, um, we're out of downy. Yeah. Just, uh, but here was the thing. I th this was my thinking because I was so allergic. <laughs> once, I once chopping chives. Yeah. I thought to myself. <laughs> Well, how great would this be if we had a guest house, right? That we could watch TV and hang out with the dogs in there. And then when we went into the main house uh -huh. to bed, the, the main house would be dander free, dog free and, and clean. So I, at least I could sleep and not be, you yeah. know, all messed up and congested. I've had allergies all my life and I had to go to, you know, the allergist. They do all the shots. You get irritated. It was a nightmare. I used to run away, hide in the woods when I was a kid. It was torture, and I didn't want to go through that again. So yeah. I pleaded with her, and to no avail. So then I call my realtor, and my realtor says, you're insane for, like, tr wanting to sell this house right now. I said, it's a high market. Don't worry about it. She goes, you're going to lose money. I said, I don't really care. And I didn't lose money because then I, oh, I bought this where right. I live now right. as a result. But when I t when you when you ask that question, man, it, that hits me to the core because after I sold the house, I moved into an apartment which was going backwards for me, and that devastated me. 
not only did it devastate me to go backwards, I lived out of my box. I didn't even unpack. I lived out of my boxes for months and months and months. And I would get up, I would go to work. And then after work, I would sit in my car for an hour or two and stare out the window, no radio, no nothing. And I was, I was like a zombie. And then I would come home and there was one point I remember, like when you say, what relationship obliviated you? I would, I remember sitting in my apartment, my I'm living out of my cardboard boxes. Um, sitting in my chair, I'm watching rerun episodes, not watching. It was just in the background of law and order. And, and which I, is definitely an uplifting show. Yeah. And I thought to myself, <sighs> I thought to myself, what would it matter if, if, like I wasn't around. Oh shit. I'm sorry. But, oh God, it, she, I, I couldn't believe how I allowed my heart to get so invested in someone and then get it so ripped out just with no regard for anything I did. Like I, I bent over backwards to make, you know, her and her mother comfortable and her comfortable. And she lost her dad, which didn't lose her dad. Her dad left when she was like nine. And of course, me, the white knight in shining armor thought, well, I'm going to go in there and rescue this girl. Our first Christmas, I mean, I literally spent about $1,500 on her, wrapped all these presents, had the biggest tree I could get into my apartment so that she would, and I was trying to make up for all the lost time. And I, yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, but now through, you know, all of the work I've done on myself, recovery and therapy and I see that that was very unhealthy and it was me trying to, again, be the white knight in shining armor and make this wonderful life for her that she missed out on, but you can't make up for that. And by doing that, I thought, well, if I do all this, renovate her house, do this, buy us a house, renovate the house, build a house for the dog, she would, would love me. Like she would love me more. Mm -hmm. But what I'm real, what I realized in life is that you no matter what you do, you can't make somebody love you. You can't do to make sense. They have to come to the table 100% and you have to come to the table 100% and that's how it works. There's a saying out there, and I know you probably know this, like people look for their other half. Oh, I can't wait till I meet my other half. Well, what does that say about you then? What, you're only half? You're only half full? So you're offering somebody half? Right. Rather I want, than all. I want to come to the table 100%. And like, and then they're 100% and then you're going yeah. together. That's how I feel as well. And, and then. It's a modern thought. Well, and then, and then like I always, I had this saying also is that like, you know, two, two hearts are better than one, two heads are better than one, two wallets are better than one. And mm -hmm. if you're on the same page and you're, you're really partners, like you actually sign up to say, Hey, we're going to do this and, and everything goes into the till and whatever. And it's not just about financial, but it's emotional, spiritual, financial, physical, everything. Like you, you gotta be on the same page about everything yeah. with one another. And you, there, you, there can't be any hangups or, you know, lack thereofs or you're holding back. Well, and, there can be hangups. I mean, well, you just disagree, but yeah. you have to be willing to overcome them or you have to be able to, or they, or they can be matched. Cause I know a lot of people who just have, foundational their foundational beliefs in life or character traits they <laughs> they work well together um because you're going to have some hang-ups everybody's going to have some hang-ups but how do you handle them and yes. that they don't block the two of you from 
well, being like, happy and merging into your what you're saying togetherness, you, you right, know, your together you, life, your friends. You, everybody's got hangups, right? And everybody brings hangups to the table. But the point is, are you willing to work through them? That's, with yeah, your that's partner? what I mean. So have some, but work through them. And that's difficult. It's very <clears throat> oh, difficult. Yes. I, I still have things that I'm working on, you know, with myself. Like it, it, it I, there. I'm a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. And if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to look at yourself every day and why am I reacting to this or why am I thinking this or why do I get upset at this or why am I crying at this? And you really look at that. You, you journal about it. You meditate about it. You, you, you do your work, Hand, stay in your own lane, handle your business and take care of yourself. Then you at least show up with an open mind and an open heart, willing to have a relationship as opposed to, not doing the work. And then when these things come up, like you said, you cut, they cut, cut bait and run because they don't know any other way to do it. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's a core <laughs> issue. It's a fear. It's something that's been programmed into you, whether that was your parents, your whatever, something programmed, whatever, every, I think everything comes out of fear. And then as a result of the fear, then comes the shame. Okay, you're just talking about bad things because yeah. I've heard it's fear yeah, yeah, or yeah. love. You're either choosing fear or love. Which well, one yes. do you want to choose? Yeah. So if you're, but <laughs> but if you're living in fear, you're you're going to be less, you know, uh, you're going to be more hesitant going into things because you're coming from a fear-based place, not a love-based place. Right. And then from the fear, you feel shame around your hangups, and once that shame comes in, uh, it's like a it's it's like a lead blanket. And you can't, you can't even move. Sometimes you can't even leave your house because it, it will overwhelm you to the point of stifling you. And, and then it cripples you. That's my word. It cripples me. Some things crip, literally cripple me where I can't even leave the house, but then I have to, then I know I got to do work on that because that's my stuff that, you know, and then we tend to, in relationships, want to blame the other person. Well, it's because you did this or you said that. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's your shit. Handle your business. And hopefully you can get through it and hopefully you can get through it together. But my point is, if we try to do the work on ourselves and we show up, at least you're showing up and you're willing without being willing. What, what else? What is there? Right. If you're not willing to at least try willing to take a look at yourself or take a look at maybe the other side of the coin, maybe it could be this. Did you think about this? Did you? And that's another thing, like how beautiful is it to be with someone who can hold you accountable and then you can step back and your feelings might get hurt when somebody holds you accountable. But if you love this person, you're going to, you, you're not going to go into that place of fear and shame. You might for a little bit, but then you're going to say, oh, there he is. <laughs> that's the guest star. There's the guest, the guest star. <laughs> this is not chalato. And if the, you're, if you're just listening to this podcast, we also have it on video and the cat just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two cats. One of the has, two boys. Yes. Um, so anyway, yeah, that is, you talk about that one obliterated me. And, and as a result of that has really kind of crippled me for relationships. I've had a difficult time prior to that, but that was the first one that I thought to myself, wow. Like I've never been in love this way. Like really head over heels about somebody and thought that it could be something, but it was an illusion. It was my fantasy. It was my fantasy of what I wanted in her and what I wanted in a relationship, but it wasn't equal. 
you know, yeah. and again, there's looking at your own part. When I looked at that and said, wow, she never really was in this, mm. you know, she was in it for me she to renovate her house deed on the house and for the and deed on my house. You know, and a friend of mine said, you dodged a bullet. I go, oh, I think so too. I go, oh, contraire, mon frere. I dodged a cannon. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, this is a perfect time to end. Yeah. And we're at 24 minutes. Nice. So, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, you dodged cannonball. Absolutely. All but right. hey, you live and learn. You know, it, I hope to God it made me stronger. And I think it did. I think it did. And it made me take a look at myself a lot deeper. And you actually a good- had a really good relationship after that. So you said, yeah, because you had one that was, because you said, I, I, it, whatever. Yeah. It's not the last one you've had. No. And yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's not like you've been by yourself. Like I have no. for the last few years, four years, I think it was. Oh God. Don't even, don't even. Well, after her, I, I didn't date for, yeah, more than probably 10 years. I mean, it was... no, I think it was more than 10 years ago. Cause I met you in 2008 or something and you were talking about her. Yeah. 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 And it yeah. was over then. Oh, right. So yeah. well, again, it... <laughs> let's leave it at that Yeah. for right now. But thanks for sharing that story with me yeah. and with the world. No, that, <laughs> that was a good one. Though. I think it's a good one. I think that was brilliant. You can't, you could, I don't, want to say you caught me off guard but you did well that's what i that's what i was intending and it was it made it for it made for a good a good moment so look and life is about being authentic and yes you got to talk about uncomfortable things but that's how you heal when you get it out is when you talk about it and you reason things out with someone it's how you heal and it's also how other people heal because other people have gone through this stuff and they're listening to it and they get to hear a man like you actually connecting with his emotions having tried to do the thing and do all this stuff and sharing it and that's phenomenal phenomenal you know because a lot of people have been talking about the toxic masculinity you know i have to be this guy this this thing and you could easily look at you who's all buffed and does this health stuff or whatever and think guys like it's like no this guy has a heart of gold and is just there it is and not just over that story. I mean, and I've now seen, it's literally seen you. on the table. <laughs> and now it's on the table. It's literally on the table. But, but hey, now, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I think that's what it's all about. I think that's uh, exactly the most times I've really connected with people is when I was the most honest and most. No, I agree. Whether it's me being goofy honest or when it's me being heartbroken honest. Yeah. So yeah. Right on. All right. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Yeah. Follow us on the socials. Do all the stuff.